You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Stefan Griffin. Welcome, Stefan. Hey, how's it going? Going great. Looking forward to having an invigorating conversation with you, Stefan, because, you know, you have shown very impressive initiative in your four years at iCorp. You proposed a solution that was implemented under your leadership, and it's delivering phenomenal results. So what I want to do in this episode, Stefan, is I want to discuss what led you to proposing this solution, how you got it implemented, and the results that we're seeing. So before we get into that, though, as always, I always want to begin with your introduction. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Okay. Um, you know, I'm originally from Long Island, New York, uh, moved down to Charlotte uh, many, many, many years ago um, and got into the BPO industry um, in 2015. Um, and since then, it's just kind of been up and up from there. Met a lot of people that have, you know, made this uh, quite a great experience. And I'm excited to do even more now that I've gotten more opportunities. Fantastic. So how did you actually come to be employed at iCore? What's that backstory? So it's actually a funny story. Um, I was actually working for a different company at the time uh, for about two years, and I was looking for a different change. So um, I was you know, scrolling through social media, and I ended up actually seeing a posting, um, obviously, to work here at iCore um, for a particular department that I'm at now. And uh, lo and behold, I went and applied, and I got contacted by uh, recruiting and then appropriately by the director, uh, who for the previous director, Mario Castillo, and um, the rest is kind of history from there. <laughs> Okay. Now there's actually a story that I want to share, Stefan, around that hiring process. Unpack that just a little bit more. Give us a little more detail on how you actually got hired. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I got the initial interview, of course, uh, like the the staging one with recruiting. Um, but then to my surprise, the second interview was actually set up with Mario um, and the training manager, Teresita at the time. Um, and they both, we had an interview over the phone. It was such a pleasant experience. You know, Mario really wanted to know who I was as a person, um, not necessarily who I was on paper. And it was such like a, an amazing experience. And then I was brought in for what I assumed was the second interview, um, which was on site when Mario was down here but instead you know we actually just went to the site he showed me you know where we were actually going to be and you know i was offered the job and it was it was so incredible for me it was um mind-blowing how someone could see potential in somebody from you know just a couple of conversations and i i appreciate him so much fantastic now what was it about your relationship with that manager that was so influential to you and your career at icore well, over the time that Mario and myself both had time to work with each other, uh, Mario really taught me how to be an effective leader, um, working with me to kind of teach me how to have people develop, uh, how you can develop people so that they develop in your absence. And it's such a, a different mindset. And it really like opened how I thought 
leadership should be. You know, everything that I framed my leadership style around now came from influences from him, um, from other managers, of course. But Mario really set the, the the framework, that foundation for me in terms of how to really be an effective leader and get people to understand that development comes um, in many, many different forms. And that I can never credit him enough for that. Sure. Okay. So go Mario. Fantastic for being a great influence on Stefan. And of course, the impact that you've had for so many here at i Now, let's, again, unpack that a little bit more. You took that a step further, Stefan. So as you became more aware of the importance of actually helping people be their best in your absence, what did you do with that? What, what motivated you to actually do take some action on that? Well, um, having a conversation with Mario and, of course, my operation manager, um, Eduardo, um, I decided one day to kind of look at our overall process when we were looking at a couple of our key performance indicators um, and create a process that would help not only our frontline supervisors kind of get the assistance they need when it came to meeting those metrics, but also providing leadership opportunities um, for those agents that were ready to take the next step. Um, Ended up creating a program called the Agent Mentor Program. Um, And I kid you not, I stayed up all night. Um, It's one of the things, my my biggest weakness is when I want something, I'm going to do it. Uh, So I stayed up all night over um, the Saturday night and then all day Sunday when I was off creating this proposal for this program. You know, I brought it to Eduardo, uh, told him how I wanted to pilot it, what I needed, um, everything that I was going to do with it and the, you know, performance I expected out of it within the first 30 and 60 days. Um, and they greenlit the program. And I was actually able to um, run that all the way up until the pandemic. Um, and then when the pandemic started, um, you know, we kind of tried to transition it virtually. And eventually, um, now that we moved into a, a more of a sales focused program, we actually spiritually successed by the uh, sales ambassador roles that we currently have going on now. Okay. You covered a lot of ground there in in about a minute or two. I want to come back and unpack it just a little bit more because I know that there's a great story there. So you you mentioned that you stayed up the weekend developing essentially the program pitch. So when you pitched it, what was the response? You know, um, I thought that at the time I was going to pitch this and have a thousand and one answers. Um, but at the same time, I was so familiar with how Eduardo was and how Mario are that when I created the proposal, I purposely created it to answer the questions I knew that they would have. So when I proposed it and had everything prepared for them, let them know that I was going to do this and that, you know, here's the time frames and how I'm going to pilot it with which teams, they were just like, go do it. You know, we trust you. We think that you're going to be able to take this program and make it work. So we trust you 100% and gave me the green light. And I was able to roll that program out almost immediately. What did that do for your confidence? Uh, it skyrocketed, man. It, it, it really showed me that um, there was faith in me as a leader um, to not only, you know, give me, you know, the, the full reins behind this program, um, but to also develop other leaders, you know, in the, in the future space of this and create this program that would give so many people opportunities and that my bosses were so ecstatic to see how it worked. Um, and they never once micromanaged it or stepped in and said, Hey, don't do this. Um, you know, they trusted me along the way, sometimes providing guidance, but never overstepping that boundary and giving me that full control, which was just, um, I think it really led me to where I'm at now. Fantastic. And what role were you in at the time? Uh, I was just an operations supervisor. So um, coming oh, into- Hold on. Just an operations supervisor. Yes, sir. Just a supervisor. No, no, no sir. You <laughs> oh. were an operations supervisor. And, and a, a very valuable one, a very talented one. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry. Just had to make that slight little correction. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So along the way, you also, as your career progressed, you became a trainer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that journey as well? Absolutely. So um, one of the training managers that we had here, uh, her name was Teresita. Um, she had asked me to step in and cover one of our classes because our trainer at the time was out. Um, so I got to step in and, you know, roll a full seven day training program um, through our normal new hire training curriculum. And at the end of that, I was so inspired to learn more and do more about how the trainers, you know, operate, what the adult learning theories were and everything like that, um, that I immediately went to Eduardo and I was like, hey, I want to get certified as a trainer um, through i so I can deliver not only the same experience I have on the operations standpoint, but also the performance that I have um, on the training standpoint. And that was something that I really wanted to get into. Okay. And so when you went through that program, I know that there's, there's multiple steps, right? There's level one, there's level two, there's level three. Tell us a little bit about that journey as well, because I know you've got a story there on how you actually got that top certification. What, what was that journey like? Absolutely. So, yeah, so there's, you know, uh, currently four levels. I've taken three of the four. Um, level one and level two are necessary in order to become an i certified trainer. Um, and then there comes level three, uh, which is the curriculum development. And that's one of those stories I'm really proud of because uh, when I thought about going that far, going that distance with there, there was another supervisor. Um, her name was Akisha. And she had actually told me that um, becoming a level three certifier was extremely difficult. When she took it, only two people had certified and the people that were top certifiers, um, you know, were corporate trainers, um, and that I should just aim to become a level three trainer, but not necessarily able to become like the best at it. And if you know me as anybody who knows me, I don't like being told that I can't do something or that I shouldn't do something um, if it's within, you know, grasp for me. So when I took level three, I stayed up uh, it was it's a four day training program. And at the end of day three, they ask you to create a curriculum um, within 24 hours. Right. And I stayed up all night, Bernie. I mean, I was up from the moment we left that training all the way up until I submitted it. And Therese, who you know is in charge of the training certification program, until she told me that I can go to sleep and I certified and I was good, um, I had not taken a single wink of sleep. I went through about four different drafts of creating um, what I thought was going to be very influential sales program or sales training program um, for the client that I work for. And it was just absolutely uh, the most stressful experience ever. But it was so rewarding to know that not only did I certify as a level three trainer, but I was a top certifier uh, for my class of that. And, you know, having that um, confidence to know that I was able to overcome, not necessarily naysayers, but to achieve something that many thought was going to be difficult, um, especially being a supervisor at the time, you know, I thought that that was one of my greatest accomplishments here within i -Corps. Fantastic. I, I love that story. I love how you persevered in terms of staying up all night and just, and going after a goal that some actually said, nah, maybe you shouldn't go for that goal. Maybe just, you know, one level down. And to your point, Stefan, you said you don't like to be told that you can't do something if it's within your grasp. I love the way you say that. You know, another way of saying that is that you want to aim big, you want to aim high and you did and you achieved that. And it's such an inspiration for anybody that's watching and, and listening as well as for just others. So what is your current role at i -Corps? So I'm actually the uh, assistant manager of quality at i but I also am the manager for sales. So uh, all uh, for our current client, anything that has to deal with sales, rather it's on one end or the other end of our lovely business, I deal completely with the sales program for that. So um, it's been an amazing journey so far. Um, there's been a lot that's come with it as well. 
Fantastic. Well, Stefan, as we get close to wrapping up here, not quite yet, uh, I do want to ask you, what advice would you like to offer Icorians that are currently on their journey, or maybe even people outside the company that are watching or listening that might have interest in actually working at Icor? What, what advice would you offer? Uh, one of the things that I would always say is to take advantage of all the amazing resources that Icor has. One of the things that makes Icor such an amazing company and why I love working for them is that if you aim to grow, if you aim to be nurtured, then Icor is going to provide that nurture, nourishment for you. And they have really poured resources, time and effort into the development of myself and others. And I really appreciate every opportunity they give you because, you know, Icor looks out for those who are, you know, uh, wanting to do more. There's training certification programs. There's our lovely leadership library with a thousand plus courses um, that you can take at any time. Um, you know, there's so much to learn and unpack with with ICOR. And you know, the one piece of advice again is to just if you want to aim and grow and be nourished, then let somebody know. Let your manager know. Um, let whoever you can in your direct report line know that you want to grow, and they'll see you know to make sure that that happens for you. Yeah, don't keep it a secret. That's great advice. Thank you, <laughs> Stefan. All right, my last question, Stefan. When you are not working or pulling an all-weekender, <laughs> what do you like to do for fun? Man, I don't know if you could tell by the glasses, but uh, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a gamer. Um, so whatever I do, get a free moment. Um, you know, if I'm not you know, neck deep in work. Um, I do like to just relax, you know, play a couple of video games on my computer. Um, you know, just something to just completely disconnect my mind from work. Um, but most of the time I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm not a gamer, so, but I, I know, uh, I know a lot of people like you that enjoy gaming. So, you know, as long as that's something you enjoy doing, that's all that matters. Stefan, I, I just want to thank you for, coming on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, sharing your inspiring story. I love your tenacity. I love your drive. I love the inspiration that you provide. I mean, you inspire me. And, and I mean that, that is sincere. I just love your approach, your attitude. You've got a smile in your voice, not just on your face, it's in your voice. And so I just love, love everything about you. And I and, you know, just wanna thank you for taking the time to share your story here on the podcast. Awesome, and thank you for having me. It's been a great opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.